This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Oh my God, so today's subject is amazing. We've been waiting a long time to talk about this. Um, Roswell, New Mexico, something happened there? You know what I'll say about Roswell? Uh, The Roswell incident, (laughs) if we're going to be uh, correct. Uh, There's a lot of source material. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the extremely short version of the Roswell incident is thus. In 1947, an interplanetary craft of unknown origin crashed in southeastern New Mexico, 33 miles southeast of the small town of Corona. Yes, and that's why Corona. Some, most people, UFO uh, mm-hmm. purists, believe that it should be called the Corona incident rather than the Roswell incident because Roswell was just the town where the incident was originally reported. But that's also because Roswell had a police station. Yeah. <laughs> and if you. Roswell you, was also the county seat. I'm also going to put it this way. You can't have a gigantic international UFO incident if all you are is a Fuddruckers next to a liquor store. Well, those Fuddrucker <laughs> managers, they could get to some investigating. I just know the problem is investigating is more like, uh, I bet that uh, night waitress Stacy's hiding tips in her vagina. That's possible. I better go find it using my finding gloves, <laughs> which are just his hands. Right. Uh, Roswell, by the way, an oasis in a desert of meth. I mean, if Roswell didn't have the International UFO Museum, if it didn't have this whole alien story, it would be like Hobbes or Clovis well, or, absolutely. or Tucumcari Ooh. or Aztec Good or Lord. Truth or Consequences. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these uh, like southeastern New Mexico is uh, just a, a meth hellhole. Yeah. Uh, but Roswell, they have a McDonald's shaped like a UFO. You see... So this is why we cannot give these incidents to Corona. <laughs> right. Because if we gave them to Corona, all of the people would be traveling around the world to come see the UFOs would just be stuck in New Mexico with a crippling methamphetamine addiction. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Cactus Jack, one of my favorite pro wrestlers, is from Truth or Consequences. And really? it's also the legal name of the mayor of Corona. That's <laughs> Cactus Jack. Well, you have two names, your mayor now. <laughs> no, UFO activity in the southeastern New Mexico area actually began the night before the crash on July 1st, 19. 19- 
47. Now, allegedly, radar activities in Roswell, Albuquerque, White Sands, and Alamogordo began tracking an object whose speed, acceleration, and maneuvers far outpaced anything seen on Earth up to that point. The next night, on Wednesday, July 2nd, at 9 p.m., Mr. and Mrs. Dan Wilmot saw an object fly over their house that was shaped, quote, like two inverted saucers faced mouth-to-mouth. Mm. And to lend more... They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. having sex. That's how you make extra Dude, saucers. Did you, you call the top of a bowl? Do you call it the mouth of a mm. bowl? Yeah. That's how they make them. The problem with people describing UFOs back in the day is that nobody really knew what to say about it. Now, now right. we have the flying saucer thing. You always hear people... Struggling with the description, it sounds a lot of right. times. There's like it was a pendulum type, oh jibbity jabbity, hot air balloon. No, a jibbity jabbity. <laughs> that sounds more of a sound. But, but that's what I mean. But a sound, but like a thing I saw. Oh, you know I see. Like if you if could hear jabby was a visual image. You know how when you see the color red, you think of the number four? Yes, I do know about that's that. That's me. That's what I have. Do you smell smoke right now? No, oh, no, no, no. That's me just wearing this green shirt. That's what green smells like. Oh, I see. So we know these flying saucers are up there kissing in air having sex. <laughs> yes. It seems to me like these aliens were maybe messing around. Maybe it was teenage aliens having a good time on a joy cruise and then they crashed four or five days later? Is that or possible? they were heavily investigating what is our gigantic, our, our pantheon of underground bases deep within the deserts of New Mexico. You don't think they were investigating the Corona tra- trailer parks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean they were definitely looking for it. It's like we heard there was a water slide here and uh, we find it funny that you are lacking in water, but you use it for amusement instead. You are due. (laughs) That is very true. (laughs) On July 3rd, at 1 p.m., police and multiple civilian witnesses see several discs flying in formation over Portland, Oregon, while a whole carload of witnesses reported seeing four of the same type of object not three hours away in Redmond. And at the same time, United Airlines Captain E.J. Smith and his mm. co-pilot reported five discs during their flight, immediately followed by a second formation of four discs. So, while all of these things are in the sky over the Pacific Northwest, military facilities in Washington and Oregon go on extremely high alert. And while the Pacific Northwest was in an absolute tizzy over those flying objects, sheep herder Mac Brazel was tending to his flock with a young boy named Dee Proctor. Now, Dee is somewhat lost to history, and with good reason. Every attempt at interviewing Dee Proctor before he died a morbidly obese alcoholic in Rio Dosa, New Mexico in 2006 failed. Hmm. He had an almost pathological fear of even discussing the Roswell incident and was said to literally run out of a room at even the slightest mention of it. Which was difficult for him because he was 450 pounds. <laughs> yeah, they should have kept on mes- uh, mentioning it and, and then he would have lost some weight. All of a sudden he was in the, like, the 1984 Olympics. Yeah, that would be great. Or like uh, Mike Tyson's punch out, the cutaway scenes where you would bike and the trainer would chase you. <laughs> Roswell, Roswell, Roswell. No, God. So back in 1940. As the salty old ranch hand and his young boy assistant 
herded their flock toward the ranch's only water source. Because remember, this is southeastern New Mexico, absolute Mm -hmm. desert, kind of mixed with plains, but for the most part, pretty barren. The two found they were blocked by a field of debris, three quarters of a mile long Mm -hmm. and two to three hundred feet wide that his sheep refused to cross which is very yeah. interesting there's a very the, the beginning of the Roswell incident starts with literally laziness a farmer's laziness he, <laughs> well, he couldn't handle no, it's not laziness, no, it's laziness. It's, no, no. It, it actually is strikingly biblical yeah you know sheep the, the, yeah. <laughs> well no I mean it's there's it's always a sheep herder that finds the next level of intelligence yeah. it? it just seems like sheep herders spend a lot of time alone and they're sick of talking to sheep well I agree <laughs> with so that they make up fanciful stories in their head Mm-hmm. Being like, there's one time I saw a Jew who could fly, and his holes in his hands, I could see, I could see well, through chicks' clothes. What he would do is that Jesus, he called himself Jesus. I think it was Jesus because he was brown, and uh-huh. he said, if you look through these holes in my hand, you could see a girl's boobies. He know what I did, and I did. Well, I don't want to know what you did because I'm complicit. Now, here's what they found among the debris, specifically. They found small to palm-sized pieces of smooth, very thin, very light, but extremely strong pieces of aluminum-like metal that could not be cut, scratched, bent, or burned. Hmm. They also found a number of thin I-beams measuring 18 to 30 inches long by half an inch wide by three-eighths of an inch thick, Light as balsa wood. But not balsa wood. <laughs> okay. Light no, as Light balsa as balsa wood. Balsa wood is very fragile, can be broken very easily. Mm. This could not be. These little I-beams also bore writing in the form of unintelligible symbols that resembled hieroglyphics. What they said it looked hmm. like is it looked like hieroglyphics without the animals. Yes. There's no animals in space. That's letters, <laughs> though. Yeah. There are animals in space, aliens. What? No, are aliens those... pets? Yeah. No, I don't think aliens have pets, from no. what I understand. We are the pets. Yeah. Are we the pets? Yeah. Oh, so you remember ghost cats from the south? Do you remember the alien cats? Hmm. You remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember alien cats. Of course I do. One of my things I was kind of racking my brains about is being like, if these aliens are m- millennia ahead of us technology-wise, why do they keep crashing? Right. How come we can keep helicopters in the sky and helicopters essentially knives with a basket yeah, <laughs> underneath much, it, yeah, yeah. with with gasoline running through it? Right, right. How do how do we do that? But aliens keep crashing. And what Chuck Wade's theory is is that these radar facilities were being used offensively. We found out accidentally that they could be used to take down UFOs. And what they did was they they were taking down UFOs in the New Mexico area using radar. I think they were drunk. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. In America in the late 40s, I mean, there really was a, an hysteria of UFO right. sightings. This is, a, this is the absolute height of UFO sightings. People are reporting it left and right. And we're also, I mean, we're coming right out of World War II. And the U.S. government is actually testing quite a bit of experimental uh, aircraft and experimental missiles. All right. shit that we stole from the Nazis. Literally, Operation Paperclip is going strong at this period mm-hmm. in time. We've got Werner Braun, the mad German scientist. 
is going to take us to the moon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Technically. And he did take us to the moon. It's true. Apollo 11 technically should have had a swastika on the side of it. <laughs> and it probably did until the last 10 minutes. And finally, they were like, hey, guys, maybe we should scrape it off. We've got cameras everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. And Werner's just like, how will the plane crash without the flow of the Vril energy? <laughs> They're like, no, Werner, Werner, you know it's rocket fuel. We're calling it. Rocket (laughs) (laughs) So after Joyce seemed to take the case a little more seriously than Sheriff Wilcox thought it should be taken, the sheriff, he was the one that called up Roswell AAF, after which the base dispatched the man without whom we would have no Roswell story whatsoever, Major Jesse Marcel. And you can literally see Sheriff Wilcox being like, you really want me to call it in? (laughs) And him go like, God damn it. And him taking off his hat and then picking up the phone, staring at me like, am I really calling this in? They're like, you've got to. You've got to, Sheriff Wilcox. we got to stop these aliens from making everybody gay. And he's just like, all right. And he's like, like slowly dialing the phone. (laughs) Sighing in between each. So that afternoon, Marcel, along with fellow counterintelligence officer Sheridan Cav Cavett, traveled out to Foster Ranch with Mac Brazel. But because of the terrible conditions of the roads, the men arrived too late in the day to inspect the site. The three instead spent the night in Mac's shack eating cold beans and crackers. Which in New Mexico is just what you do when you wait. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Everybody's got waiting beans and waiting crackers. <laughs> right. We call it visiting. They could have warmed up the beans. No, 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 no. no, no they no, had no. fire, right? There was no lightning that night. They're, oh, I see. So you just got to hope that the lightning strikes your beans. And then, honey, we got warm beans tonight. And, and the main thing is you got to hope that none of your bushes are wet. And that's not even me being fun and sassy. I mean, the bushes can't be physically wet or the lightning won't catch. Oh, I see. There are many witnesses, especially children, that were involved with this. Because basically, once the cops went out there and um, Marcel first went out there and they were digging up, the, they were moving the all of the debris off the field. There were kids just literally running around playing with shit. Yeah. And they were like, let him do it. And one, there was a girl that was a farmer, a local farmer, came to help remove the debris from the field. And she remembers picking up the metal and watching it melt in her hand. And then she threw it on the ground. She was like, ha, 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 that's fun. Like kids do when they don't realize that they are a part of something fucking deeply cryptic and secret. Yeah. And then they were apparently approached, uh, allegedly approached by the CIA afterwards, a man with a baseball bat. Um, um, started talking to her, pulled her out onto her front porch, slapped his bat against his hand, and said, you know, a lot of little girls go missing in the desert. That was Babe Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's, you know what, to steal a term we always often use here, willy-nilly. They're just kind of yeah. going, where's the, where is the um, There's importance? The, uh, Cabot, after he cl- loaded up all of his shit in the trunk of his car, he showed up at his house at 2 a.m. and shook his wife and 11-year-old son awake and made them come into the kitchen to look at the shit and play with the shit because at the time, it wasn't classified. No, right. So he wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. He was just showing his wife and kid some cool shit that he found out in the desert. Well, he said if this was really alien 
based. If this was non-terrestrial material, this is going to be the only time they'd get to see it because it's about right. to become classified in a hot second. Yeah. I mean, him- God knows if you're giving everybody cancer or not, but he didn't even <laughs> right. think about that. But this guy is father of the year. I got to say, if you get woken up by your father and he shows you alien materials, very cool dad. I I, I mean, I don't know. Getting woken up at 2 a.m. by your dad to tell you about something that he found in the desert that day. It sounds like something your dad. Yeah, would you do. would love that, Marcus. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, you'd think, you would. You'd think I would have. Th- <laughs> I know you would have. <laughs> now, the odd thing about the Roswell story is that in some version, the army is a rabid, hyper vigilant force on top of every aspect of the story, and in others, though, they seem to be almost cavalier and just. Fancy free about the entire situation. They, on July 8th, and this is, I don't know, this seems to be one of the oddest parts of the story and something that I cannot figure out why they did this. The Army released an official statement, almost casually stating that a flying saucer had been captured outside of Roswell a few days before uh, by a sheep herder and mentioned Jesse Marcel by name mm. as the man who had recovered it. And they said that he was taking it to uh, higher uh, headquarters. Uh, to, he had loaned it to higher headquarters for further study. Why? So this, this is Air Force. There's no, not, I, this is Army. This is before Air, the Air Force. They was still even. got planes. They're right next to the goddamn Air Force. And they're just being like, they know what it is. Mm. If they thought it was going to be a weather balloon, the first thing you'd say is a weather balloon. You'd just be like, oh, it's a fucking balloon. I mean, if, maybe it's they made just, out of liquid metal. And right. no one wants to talk about that it's fucking Colossus shit. Is it possible? Out in the middle of a debris. They just got field. the verbiage wrong, though, and they're like, maybe we shouldn't have called it a flying saucer. No, flying saucer's <laughs> very obviously. Yeah, but one maybe thing. they just weren't, maybe they didn't yeah. really, like, understand Whatever the phenomenon was, that was happening. It was not a goddamn balloon. <laughs> no, it yeah. definitely wasn't a balloon, but it's right. so weird that they would actually say flying saucer. I almost think that it was someone, like, sarcastic. Someone accidentally. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a flying saucer. Yeah, intended. why don't you go ahead and put out a press release and tell that it's a flying saucer. And that Gee, Willikers, <laughs> Gee Willikers, Mr. Marcel, I'll get right to the papers and do it. They're going to be way interested in this story. Aliens are everywhere. <laughs> now, as far as the bodies go, allegedly, Glenn Dennis, a young mortician on duty at Ballard Funeral Home in Roswell, received a number of calls from the Roswell AAF mortuary officer asking about the availability of of small caskets. The second call Dennis got was concerning various chemicals and what effects they would have on the blood and tissue of a deceased body and also what procedures should be done for preparing a body that has been exposed to the elements. And when you hear the details of what the crash scene was actually like, according to some people, you'll understand exactly why the base mortuary officer was at a bit of a loss. Well, yeah, you yeah. literally have the f- five tiny people that are all mashed up in different ways. And the first thing, you get a call from an army officer. It's like, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, yes, this is, this is Colonel, uh, this is Colonel uh, Bubba Duck. I'm making it, I'm not making up a name, but let's say I'm making up a name. Can I get five children's coffins over right. to this field right now? It seems like if aliens land, do we have to give them a human funeral? No, they, this is one of those weird, t- like, New we- Mexico things that they threw in there being like, well, the government wanted to make sure they got a proper burial. They want an open 
open casket? I mean, what is, what's happening? <laughs> well, but they yeah. wanted it. They needed to transport them somehow, and they thought it would be easier to transport them if they're transporting children's coffins. Yeah, uh, that looks good know. for the government to just have a bunch of children's coffins lying around. Well, because the problem is that no one really wants to like fork one open and see what's inside, you yeah. know, because then you have to deal with all the, my son's still alive? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will say, if you have lost one, uh, a loved one recently and they're in a coffin, just check it out. They might Always be alive. Check. I will you say this. Know. You never know. When I, when I die... And if I if I decide to be buried in a coffin, I am now saying this on the radio, so you are legally bound to it. Once every five years, you are to dig open my grave, it's open up the coffin, and make sure I'm still inside. I feel like you're just going to haunt all of us. Every five years, we're going to get together. <laughs> That's a part and of it. It's going to be like hey. I know what you did last summer, and it's going to be terrifying. Hey, so you know what time it is? It's five years coming up. Oh, we gotta hey. go. <laughs> I'll get the shovels. <laughs> Yep, Whole time, just he's still dead. It's me smiling, but not have decomposed at all. <laughs> hmm, his nails are still growing. Uh, Doctor Lejeune Foster, a renowned expert of spinal cord surgery and a former undercover FBI agent during World War II, was brought in to study the nervous systems of the mysterious creatures. I don't know what these are, but they're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> That's your professional, yeah. Yeah, I'm a doctor. I've been a doctor for years. I'm, you know, I'm an expert in spinal cord injuries mm. and the nature of the human body, and all of these things are fucked to shit. And they give me the creepy weepies, and I'm about to shit my pussy. <laughs> okay, they're fucked up. They're fucked as shit. They give you the creepy jeepies, and you're about to shit your pussy. I gotta get out of here. You're staying right. by those. those I just want to be done. I absolutely. I'll sign. I'm signing the form. This I'm is dating the official it. form. Yep, July seventh, nineteen forty-seven. I got to go because I have to clean all this goopy fucking bottom throw up out of my old hole here. Okay, because this yeah. is just. But I am beside myself. I say, don't even bother coming back. <laughs> no, she was understandably shaken by the experience and was told afterward that if she said anything her medical license would be revoked and she would be killed Jesus. she was often caught remarking for years upon years afterwards someone in the government is trying to keep me quiet doesn't sound like they're doing a good job. <laughs> you seem to be talking an awful lot. Yeah, and it seemed like, from what the description was, it seemed like it was just something she would mutter to herself. I think her pussy's all full of shit. Yeah, well, She's I do believe that. Around, She's wiping pussy wrong. Full, her pussy's all full of shit. Thinking about aliens 24-7. Government's trying to put a fucking muzzle on her. You like can be she's hygienic. some kind of dog. You can still be hygienic and she's think about aliens. She's shit open her pussy. Well, I don't, but I don't think that has anything to do with the alien invasion that happened during Roswell. Poor stinky. Lejeune. I wish she could get her shit out of her pussy and, sure she, and, and be ready and, and, and be able to live for free. Flush yeah. it out. She could. <laughs> get a hose on it. All right. No. Pay a kid in the neighborhood a You quarter. cannot pay a child <laughs> to scoop. God damn it. In 1947, you could. Well, you could pay a kid to do a lot of stuff then. <laughs> I am now completely switched on this idea. Before, I thought Roswell was bullshit, but now I actually think that they found something from an extraterrestrial nature. Well, you're using mm. the ignorance fallacy right mm. now. saying that What just you don't know is what you don't know, but what you know <laughs> is what you know. But what you don't know sometimes can be bigger than what you know. You sound like Donald Rumsfeld. I can't even deal I'm with it. I'm just saying it's about what you know and what you don't know. No, you don't know. You don't know, but what is it that you don't know? I so don't bigger know. than what you know. Yeah. I, we can't go down this road. Something bigger. And that is the ignorance.
ignorance fallacy that what you right. don't know has to be what you want to know. No, what no, you no. Don't some know of what be... you need to know. <laughs> All right. But yeah. I'm on a need to know basis. But you know what I need to know? Everything. And there's a bunch of stuff I don't know. I'm, and there's a, stuff, yeah. a bunch of stuff that I do know is also highly debatable. But I do believe that the stuff I don't know is going to be more important than the stuff I know. Right. So what you don't because know. Because of how little I know. Sure. It makes all the sense in the world. Well, the uh, debris was on its way to Dayton, Ohio. Mm. Now, whether balloon or not, a small amount of the debris was packed up into four brown paper wrapped packages and loaded into a B-29 by Major Jesse Marcel, who, of course, is the number one witness to Roswell. He was mm. ordered to supervise the transfer. Well, you know that Jesse Marcel did not actually himself put those on a plane. It was a janitor named Barney. Right. <laughs> I mean, they just wrapped it up like a leg of lamb. I mean, did they tie like it with little... Like in the movie Scrooge when he shows yeah. up with his his dad and the flashback shows up with him being like, that's that's $100 worth of veal. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it looked. Now you can stream the live TV you love for just 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya Centaur picks are not going anywhere, and I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year, and that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Hey. 
Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape design, and how best to take care of your plants. I love fast growing trees because i just moved here to los angeles i got a yard now and i'm doing all the landscaping myself i love working in my garden i love planting stuff i love growing stuff and the cool thing about fast growing trees that i really like is that they tell you exactly what type of growing zone you're in i'm in growing zone 10 and they can tell you exactly what type of trees or plants, or whatever you can put out in front of your house. Uh, I'm looking at the Norfolk Island pine tree. I'm looking at putting a little bit of red sister cordyline up in front of my fence. I think that'll the red will really pop nice. And maybe for the backyard, I got an extra planter that I might put a Satsuma plum tree in. And these prices are reasonable. They're reasonable if you've ever been to a nursery. But right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Dun, 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 dun. It's sports. Prize picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor, oh, it's eaten up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Yeah. Toss that rock. Come on, guys. Yeah, pass it around. Get on the excitement with Price Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious caps. Whether it's hula hoops or earring hoops, you're going to know everything you need to know about sports. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Price Picks with little as four correct picks. Conference tournaments are here, which means the biggest moments in college basketball are getting closer. Basket. Price Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I sure wish that Bobby Bonilla was still in the game because I would pick him to go all the way. Can you imagine Bobby Bonilla played basketball? Woo-wee, dog! Then it would be more like baseball, but Bobby Bonilla would still be crushing it in the contract game. Woo! The deadliest game of all. Download the app today. And use code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code LEFT for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
So they have no respect for the de- uh, for the debris. They don't think this is even going to be a story. Well, in 1947, that's just how you transported everything. You just wrap it up in a brown pad. They didn't know really what it was. They knew yeah. that it was important. But on the other hand, you also don't want to draw a lot of attention to it. It's because it's- all their fathers were butchers. <laughs> that was the only job that they could have gotten. So much butcher paper everywhere. Mm. Everybody had the roll in their house. Right? <laughs> no, Marcel, he comes into General Ramey's office. He hands Ramey the boxes. Ramey puts the boxes on his desks and said, hey, listen, let's go into this other room. I need you to show me on a map exactly where this crash happened. Marcel goes in. He says, all right, it's right here. It's uh, near Corona, about 75 miles outside of Roswell. These are the direct coordinates. These are the direct coordinates. They come back to the office and Jesse Marcel finds that the four boxes were missing and they were replaced by a clean yet mangled radar kit of reflective foil, mm. wooden sticks, masking tape, and bailing twine with a little bit of rubber thrown in. In other words, all the makings of a weather balloon. And the only wow. thing Ramey could say afterwards was, gotcha. Presto <laughs> <laughs> changeo. <laughs> what if they just went into the other room and it was just Ramey showing him one of those pens that you turn upside down where the, women go, the woman gets Ooh, naked on the yeah. side of it? Look at that. Whoa. Like wait, a, wait, wait. Look at that. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you, you turn it. Look at that. Booby. Whoa. <laughs> that used to be porn. That is porn. And yeah. then you go out and then every, every, single bit, every single bit of hard facts about UFOs is gone. <laughs> the rest of time gone. Whoa. You, U.S. history has changed. Yeah. That's a, that chick's got boobies in the pen. Look at that. Uh, so that uh, UFO uh, material is going on. Could I get the pen? <laughs> <laughs> and the story stayed dead until 1978. 1947 and 1978, wow. this was a non-story after It's a Balloon. That is when Major Marcel was tracked down by our old friend, nuclear physicist and UFO researcher, Stanton Friedman, the most fearless pear-shaped man in existence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, personal hero of mine as well. Now, the Roswell incident was published two years later, and the rest is history. Now, this Mm -hmm. is Stanton Friedman's stairway to heaven. Now, this was, he has been cobbling together information about Roswell up until this point, left and right. This is before MJ-12 papers. This is him investigating the idea because you remember the brief history we've done about Stanton Friedman is that he was a nuclear physicist. He had various uh, security clearances and had heard bits and pieces about UFO stuff and because he was a nerd he was into sci-fi as a kid and eventually like we are sort of doing with our lives he is turning his childhood predilections into a career. Absolutely. And destroying I think a couple of families in the process. Very much so. But when it comes down (laughs) to the truth it's bigger than a wife. Every single one of his books right. in the foreword he thanks his family for putting up with him and apologizes profusely well if you've seen any one of his talks in entirety and if you have I will give you a $20 bill <laughs> right. uh, if you watch any one of those in entirely can you imagine spending a lifetime with the man you just gotta learn to love him yeah you gotta you learn know? to love him yeah and I actually when I uh, got our, these Roswell books at the International mm. UFO Museum and Research Center I of course bought a signed Stanton Friedman book 
Facebook. And I asked the woman at the uh, gift counter, I was like, how do you know him? How is he? She's like, you know what? A lot of people think he's stodgy, but I think he's just the nicest fellow in the world. <laughs> Isn't that I'm like, something? Wow, you fucked Stanton Friedman. Also, he, why did you make the mental leap that she had sex with him? Well, I, I could think. see it in her eyes. She yeah, just said that she he wasn't because terrible. You could know <laughs> you could know him. when someone's had sex with Stanton Friedman if their eyes can go wall-eyed independently. <laughs> you know, like eat, eat. She did have a veiled insult in her compliment. <laughs> the, Both, the, though. I mean, it was a, some. No, it was a quote. Yeah, some people say he's stodgy because apparently, I guess in Roswell, Stanton has a a bit a, of a reputation. A bit of a reputation. I'm sure that he does. He's a known quantity. Hard-nosed in- <laughs> journalist. Also, right. the owner of up to 150 yards of suspenders. Yes, and a hell of a YouTube channel. But the other thing about Jesse's story, yes, it is creative. It His story tended to change quite a bit. Uh, and because of this, UFO researchers are able to cherry pick bits and pieces of Jesse's story to fit whatever narrative they need right. whenever their claims are debunked. They're allowed to change the story. And they feel perfectly comfortable doing so. For example, when Marcel originally told Stanton Friedman about flying the debris to Fort Worth, he claimed that he was the pilot, that he flew the material himself. But when debunkers looked into his military history, they found that he had never actually even been a pilot, despite him also claiming that he shot down five enemy aircraft during World War II. And what's but, funny is I did it with yeah. just my finger guns. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just like, I was standing on the wing of the plane. You wouldn't believe it. Everyone said, Jesse, you're crazy. And I said, I'm crazy like a goddamn maroon. <laughs> well, that would make you crazy. A maroon is a type of weasel. I went <laughs> oh, on to I the see. wing of the plane, and I was just pointing my fingers just because I knew I could. Right. Uh-huh. And I took well, down all of the Luftwaffe with just my <laughs> index fingers. Isn't that that's a that's a uh, passenger airliner. Yes, innocent, innocent. I had commandeered a passenger airliner. I was going to Toledo to see my sister get married. And right. we, I got to say, we were all even surprised she was getting married because she was four hundred seventy-five pounds. But you hijacked well, got, the plane. Oh, I hijacked the plane, but I could because I told them I was a pilot. <laughs> Where were you on 2001? Oh, I was in the grave. <laughs> right. Yeah, he did. It. He died in the late seventies. Oh. Uh, and Marcel, he was. All, like as far as other things that he lied about, he he started he bragged to freedom that he uh, had a bachelor's degree in physics that he studied at two different universities. Uh, but investigators found that he never attended one of the universities right. and didn't finish his degree at the other. And in fact, his military records state that when he was inducted into the army, he listed his education as none. I mean, uh, if or you're high school, street smarts. <laughs> right? If you're gonna lie about it, give yourself a master's. He just he, but he, he just went with the bachelor's degree. Yeah, he went with the bachelors of physics. I don't want to go too crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, because if the masters at some point something would be like, oh, well, you know how to handle this. You have a masters in physics. And then he would have to be like, let me show let you me- my pen. <laughs> <laughs> I got this pen. Yeah, and when faced with these outright lies, these aren't even exaggerations. These are outright lies. Researchers rationalize this by saying that military records are, quote unquote, notoriously inaccurate. And that may well be, but it's a huge contradiction to on one hand say military 
military records are notoriously inaccurate when it doesn't suit you while using those same types of records involving transfers and trips and telegrams as proof that something was going on. It's like Alex Jones saying the mass media is lying to us about Sandy Hook and Aurora Mm -hmm. and Boston and is complicit in the globalist takeover and then turning around and using a news story from CNN or NBC as proof that the globalist takeover is Your source material is from the globalist fucking uh, source. It's all all the same cognitive dissonance, but it doesn't it doesn't add up in their mind. But well, he is a, right that aluminum is making kids gay. <laughs> that is possible. It's a, a bit of a confirmation bias as yeah, well there, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's they they they're looking for what they're finding what they want. They're looking right. for but you know for proof, and they're finding it in the same places that they're finding uh, lies. But isn't that the nature of reality in general, dog meat? Yeah, it is. That you seek out what you find, and what you find then shapes your reality, and then when your reality then becomes your own singular reality and then it becomes reality itself truth is (laughs) truth is boom truth is truth is is boom boom And out of all the witnesses, only seven of them claim to have actually seen the debris. And a couple of those seven, by the way, were children at the time. But what you they know, do remember is afterwards. But that's, that's what's interesting, though, is that the memories all line up. For that stuff, with the debris, the memories line up. And the fact that these kids were literally threatened with death by government spooks is a thing that is very, it's interesting. I mean, but it's also, but you could also see that, like, there's things that when I, from when I was a kid that I don't really know whether they're dreams or whether they're reality. You were molested. Right. I, he was, no, he was not molested. Was not, it was a goblin it was outside a pig, of his... Is, was, was the pig, pig goblin, goblin real? Was the pig goblin not real? It wasn't your uncle. It it's was not real. my uncle. What it's was real my, to you. Yeah. So then it becomes real to it, everyone. Yes, right. it is reality. The pig goblin of Lubbock, Texas exists. In no way, let's make it clear, was Marcus Parks molested. molested. Never once. Not one time. Close. A couple times. <laughs> well, now we're okay. All right. We don't want to It sounds really like know. you were flirting with him. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, Corso claims that in 1961, he was given the official files on the material that we recovered from Roswell and was instructed to filter the technology from the military into the mainstream via industrial development. You fold it in like chocolate into a delicate mousse. (laughs) Oh, yeah, now you're talking. No, eventually, through reverse engineering, people like Corso were able to develop such modern technology as lasers, integrated circuitry, fiber optic networks, Mm. accelerated particle beam devices, and even the Kevlar used in bulletproof vests. Tickle me, Elmo. Betamax. (laughs) Uh Spinny hats that little kids wear. Spinny hats that little little kids wear. Yes, you see them in the pictures of the 1920s. What that is, is time travelers from the future, from the 40s, going back into the 20s Uh and putting them on kids' heads. Interesting. And also condoms. (laughs) (laughs) You've never seen a skinny kid with a spinny hat because they'll just go right up yeah <laughs> you gotta be fat stay low opinion that's right <laughs> well apparently hmm. stalin's plan was to take a bunch of mentally challenged children <laughs> like kids that were too uh. smart and so they needed to they needed to be challenged like it was like school was <laughs> yes, too easy yeah, for that's them that's right yes no this is the, this is advanced classes for the russians <laughs> oh. Oh. You would take these mentally challenged children, hideously deform them using Mangala-style tactics, 
load them into an experimental aircraft, fly said aircraft over the border from Mexico, crash land them near a population, and when the deformed, retarded children crawled out of the wreckage, they would spark a War of the World-style Panic! It's a balloon! <laughs> but that's this- a problem. They kept saying that when they came out of it. Right. It's a balloon! It's a balloon! Um, unbelievable. <laughs> it's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, the, the, to it, me, it's the thing that makes the most sense. It has slowly eroded our education system. We're doing terrible, uh, you know, against the Chinese and things like that. So I think they might have won. Her theory is not that it's Mengele-style tactics. Her theory is that it was Mengele himself. Oh. And that the Russians <laughs> See, I had... That. that wasn't in the last huh. chapter. No, the Russians mm. had hired him in between... the After World War II, he went into hiding. Yeah. Stalin kept him alive basically they caught him kept him alive just to make this experiment and this is a part of what they her her anonymous contact and the entire book all of the other contacts that talk to her about area 51 they they state their names they go on the record or they talk about the top secret programs that are happening in area 51 this man said spoke anonymously and he said that yes that stalin and mengala designed them literally drew them on paper right they created so- the modern gray together yeah. just because Stalin used to do this thing because Mengele used to do this thing back in the day where he would split open Jewish people's heads mm-hmm. and put extra skull in them just to see what they'd look like. Yeah, strange it turns out. <laughs> now, supposedly, the Nazis were masters of UFO technology. UFO-like technology. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say a pedantic <laughs> piece of shit? <laughs> but, but, you know, and as far as the Nazis and UFOs go, and as far as the Nazis and advanced technology goes, CIA agent Gene Poti said with a fair amount of confidence... Hitler invented stealth! (laughs) Is that your interpretation of a fair amount of confidence? Is that what Gene Poteet sounds like? Hitler invented stealth! There we go. That's a fair amount of confidence. That's a fair amount. And Hitler used that technology to build his stealth bomber, the Horton Ho 229. God, it sounds like a special... like Huge prostitute. Yeah, a huge (laughs) prostitute or just like... Five pounds of mashed potatoes here. <laughs> now, this is where I just, I want to say again, the the layers of disinformation and the stories that have been built into Roswell are all completely insane. I wonder why some of them exist. Why did this officer, quote unquote, anonymously tell Annie Jacobson that this is what's happening at Area 51, that this is what happened? Yeah. Right? Like, why did that story come out of nowhere? Why did, why did, like, I, maybe that is why they wanted it so, to keep it so secret but it's just so nuts it's even more nuts than aliens well the russian one is nuts the nazi one kind of makes sense but the nazi one is also the nazi one is the most reasonable theory we put forth so far but is the ufo technology even real we don't see planes hovering now it's 2016 maybe it just didn't work very well but it just seems like if they were zips out but all over the place in fucking discs that had zero point energy whatever the fuck it's called we'd have it it'd be places maybe it was uh, unsustainable maybe maybe 
the airplane industry in conjunction with the automobile industry. I'm about industry. to leave. I'm about to leave. <laughs> no, it's true. No, no, maybe it's, a, it's, it's very possible that you know that fuel this is energy, a, a, a fuel company. Yeah, a free, clean energy right. source uh, would be hidden from us, or it could be the exact opposite that it is cost prohibitive. That it takes you know a ton of plutonium to make zero point energy, or it could be that the power sources were uh, from an unknown source, it's and we people. just <laughs> it's people. If it was people, we would have zero problem. Two a week would get rid of the homeless problem in a second. <laughs> oh, we yeah. just grind them up into UFO fuel. <laughs> yeah, or it could be you that should we talk about that on Fox News tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do grind it. up homeless people because they can be used for UFO technology. No, to fuel UFO technology. It's, it, it, that will please your base. Do it. Yeah. I'm do it, man! I guarantee I do it. <laughs> guarantee it. Then, of course, uh, if it's not the Nazis and it's not the Russians, of course, there's the possibility that it is God. Now, this is from oh. the Invisibles. You're excited about this. Well, I'm very excited about this. And I think Grant yeah. Morrison's The Invisibles, while it is uh, fiction, honestly, just as credible as any other thing, what? any other source that we use for Alien episodes. This theory, this Grant Morrison's theory, it says that what was captured in New Mexico in 1947 was, for all intents and purposes, God. Here is an abridged version from what I remember. The aforementioned Trinity atomic test in the New Mexico desert opened a hole in quote-unquote reality, and when Robert Oppenheimer uttered the words, I am become death. Destroyer of worlds. He invoked the idiot god of nuclear war, which caused the creator <laughs> of their universe in the form of magic mirror to goop out into the New Mexico desert, where it was promptly scooped up and kept captive in, you guessed it, Dulce Underground Base. So it's either Doi Doi Russians or God? Yes. <laughs> and maybe there's no difference between the two. <laughs> And of course, if it's not Russians, if it's not Nazis, if it's not God, who else could it be? Uh, the devil. The devil. Oh. <laughs> it's always something. You know what? Don't blame the fucking devil. Don't blame the devil. Don't blame the devil. The devil's fine with you. Cool. The devil barely the... exists, and you're you're nothing. You are nothing. Why are you yelling at people? <laughs> I'm already mad. It would be so much cooler if it was the devil. Yeah, it would. It would, yeah, it so would be, be way more metal. And of course he crashes the plane. He's getting blown by a butt, <laughs> like an eight-headed lizard yeah, demon fuck yeah, woman. Fuck yeah. Well, it wasn't the devil inside the plane. Oh, it was I the see. devil controlling the aircraft. Now, this information comes from the highly reputable echoesofenoch.com. Yeah. And it's a site that specializes in biblical research of the paranormal. Yeah. And the man who runs the site, Jim Wilhelms, actually moved himself and his wife oh. to Roswell from Detroit in 2003, following, a, quote, A calling from the Lord to stand in the gap from one of the biggest lies to come against the faith in a personal God since before the flood. He, also, Detroit is not doing well. No. no good city to get no, out No, is the wife there voluntarily or is she a hostage? Right. Good question. <laughs> Nonetheless, Wilhelms has managed to find a passage in the Bible that he believes with all his heart is directly related to to the Roswell incident. Again, this is an abridged version, mm -hmm. but it is from Zechariah chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw there was a flying scroll, and he said to me, What do you see? So I answered, I see a flying scroll! 
Then the angel who talked with me came out and said to me, Lift your eyes now and see what this is that goes forward. So I asked, what is it? And he said, It is the basket that is going forward. And he also said, This is their resemblance throughout the earth. Here is a lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. Then he said, This is wickedness. And he thrust her down into the basket. It's wickedness. And threw the lead cover over its mouth. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were two women coming with the wind in their wings. Wickedness. For they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between earth and heaven. So I said to the angel who talked with me, where are they carrying the basket? And he said to me, to build a house for it in the land of Shinar. When it is ready, the basket will be set there on its base. I mean, it just sounds like they used to write down night terrors, and then it became the Bible. <laughs> no. <laughs> what, is it, what does all this mean, though? Nothing. That is, that is, how, is, a, how is anybody religious? There's a woman in a basket. There's, there was a woman, the, uh, there's a woman in a basket. And somebody dropped a newspaper in front of a fan. It's a balloon. She's, it's a balloon. She's got stork wings. Oh, I see. Yeah. And as the final word of proof, Wilhelm presented a single line from the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 10, verse 17. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. That's double bass. Spar, I gotta say, bro, I love your solo in in the bottomless pit of Maul, but I gotta say, can we cool it on some of the double bass? He's like, but I just got this double bass, man. Um, Roswell. Oh my goodness. I um, I'm. Something happened. Yeah. What it was? Right. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> yes. That's what people have been asking me for the last, you know, three weeks, a month. They're like, mm. so, uh, like, so what's the next episode? Like, fucking Roswell, man. They're like, huh. So what do you think happened? Shut up. Like, and th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You try. You try. It's literally con- been consuming my life yeah. the last two weeks. All well, I've been doing is reading and watching Roswell. Yeah. I think it's a balloon. You think it's a balloon? I think it's a balloon. <laughs> Why the you hell know, not? You know, my thing is I don't think that it's balloon, but I think that it's like it's – well. It's a balloon to somebody. It's, you know what I mean? What is a balloon exactly? I don't See, think let's it's, change yeah, it around. What's a balloon? If, it's not, if it's not a balloon to us, it's a balloon to them. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. If yeah, it's yeah. aliens, just probably being like, I wish we hadn't lost that taco truck on <laughs> in Roswell last week. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's all they could think. They don't know what it is. Yeah, right, right. But I also believe there is something, too. There's a book I'm reading right now. If you want to know everything there is to know about modern UFOs, uh, in one book, it's this book. And it's very interesting. It's If you are a person like me whose whole life has been marred and destroyed by your UFO knowledge, it's a lot of stuff that you already know. But it's it's very um, useful. And it puts it all in one place. But the one thing he kind of talks about is the nature of UFOs. It's very interesting. And the idea of them being either natural or, or handmade and whether or not that is mechanical or animal. And what we're looking at for for UFOs a lot of the times that if they are interdimensional crafts, if they are something from another realm entirely, they can be something that we can never understand. Like literally something like a natural machine, like a machine that is alive, that it's a UFO thing that literally, the U 
UFOs themselves are alive and they can come through right. and there is another type of entity altogether. So yeah, maybe it crashed and maybe it had a fucking heart attack. Maybe the thing was alive and had, right. a fucking, it's, had a fucking brain aneurysm I and it died in the middle of a goddamn desert because well, a lot of old people well, fucking well, die. We've reached the, the max. Of, Henry, Henry, say, we're losing you. Henry, I come back. Get, Henry, put the book down just for a second. Uh, <laughs> okay. Psychedelic nature yes. to aliens. Yes. It's difficult to put your finger on. I think for right now, we have reached our limit I think of we alien have. conversation. Henry, we have to keep you alive. Oh, I'm bringing this book on the plane I'm about to go. Oh, no, but don't start yelling. <laughs> when it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously, I'd get some nunchuck training in. Uh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D.